Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon, Brandon Wong Pickups. Hey, it's me, Todd Novak. Happy to have you with us and happy to have you listening to our special guests on the line. Johnny Balmer, Alchemy Audio. Victoria Thede, Alchemy Audio. Hi, guys. Hello, Hi. people. Hello. Man and woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it could be just a little boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah it could be. <laughs> But we know it's not. Uh, but it's not. <laughs> so, yeah, we have Alchemy Audio on the line in in concert, uh, both of them. In stereo. In stereo, working yes. together. That's right. So we're very happy to have them back, uh, early guests, and we're going to talk about some super fun guitar stuff. We've had a very eventful week. Oh, yes. Uh, and <laughs> in many ways. Yippers. And we want to share that with everybody. Um why don't we go ahead and get a few things that we get to talk about guitar stuff. What I'm not, this is not a psychology show or something. We get to talk about guitar stuff. That's right. That's rad. I'm going to up my attitude right now and you can up yours. <laughs> oh. Hey, um, <laughs> up it up. Yeah. Uh, okay. So anyways, I don't know. Tony, Tony's got some stuff here. Here he goes, everybody. All right. So I know there's a lot of people listening out there. At least the numbers show us that. And uh, if you like what we are doing here, I mean, I like it. I know Jared likes it. Love it. Todd sort of likes it, but it's all right. He does. He, you know, he, he gets by. But, you know, you can show how much you like listening to this by becoming a patron on uh, Patreon.com. Mm -hmm. You know, for less than the cost of a really cheap capacitor. And I'm, I mean a really cheap one. You can help us keep this podcast moving forward every month, every week, every day, every hour. <laughs> it's not it's not a utility, but that's all right. Okay. Actually, it should be. It should be your guitar utility. It should be. That's yeah. right. Batman's utility belt. All right. There it is. Um, and if you feel like buying something, say, how about like a bumblebee capacitor? A Lux oh, right. bumblebee? No. Not a Lux. Okay. Just wow. A, just a nice bumblebee this capacitor. Is riveting. Right. Keep going. <laughs> I mean, you can, you can, you, that would, that would help so much. It would help it support. Would. And, and I believe if I, if I look at my records that yes. at that level, uh -huh. you would qualify for a complimentary stickers, stickers, t-shirts. Well, not for a capacitor. A bumblebee capacitor yeah. would set you They're back. expensive. Okay, whatever. He doesn't know. I'm not he gonna... doesn't know any better. <laughs> Todd. Okay, keep so, going. So, uh, basically, if you want to show your support... Page two. <laughs> page two. Uh, that's my Paul Harvey impersonation. Uh, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. And uh, we really do appreciate your support, your feedback... Mm -hmm. Your praise, all those things, all of it, and and it really makes us feel good. I mean, we were at a show this weekend, and we had a lot of people come up and say, "Hey, we heard you guys, we listen to you all the time," and that makes us feel even better than the yeah. all the fun that we have putting this thing together. Heard damn good, yeah. So Thanks, guys. Patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. It's easy, painless, 
and uh, mm-hmm. it go a little goes a long way. And you get your name right on the thing sometimes. <laughs> Is that your new thing? Is that what you're gonna do? <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you, everyone, for doing that. So <laughs> that was the abbreviated you, version. <laughs> hey, everyone. Uh, we are going to talk about guitar stuff right yes, now. I'm Let's talking. do it. Let's talk. I'm now, all, I'm all in. Our, our actual first time guest, we're going to have her lead off what is going on in her guitar world this week. All right. Tell them, tell them what you were working on today. Um, so tell them what I'm working on today. Yeah, like in the shop. Oh, yeah. Today I was uh, – we are finishing up our very last uh, – the final three of our lab series preamps. Mm. Um, so I'm building those out and uh, – I think we mentioned those on the previous show. Yeah. So – the end of the run. If you if you've been sleeping on these, right? There's this is your we have final an order chance. for one, and there's two left. So yeah, get on it and get one. Those are pretty rad. I've seen them in person. I've held one. Yes, it's kind of exciting. And actually, that kind of uh, from our uh, previous episode with JJ Tanis, um, you, you know, we were talking about the future of you know amps on stage and stuff like that, and. I was kind of joking at the show. We saw some really righteous-looking old vintage Gibson amps, and those have a have a reputation for being difficult to to get fixed. They have a certain genesis. They have, yeah, they have a certain one of those. And uh, I said, you know, all you really have to do is buy one of those, rip the guts out, and stick a amp in a box in the back, and it would be really cool, and no one would. No one would even know, right? And you know whether whether we're. I don't know that I'm suggesting that per se, fooling the audience, because um, <laughs> certainly no rock stars do that. No, um, no. everybody's legit. Yes, all those all those cabinets are all plugged in. Oh, They're all yeah. full. Of yes, um, absolutely, they are. But what what Johnny what, what you guys are making over there? That's uh, that's one of them things. That'll do that pretty well, right? It's the future. Yes. Right. <laughs> the future, future is available now. Yes. Yep. Be a part of it. Yes. Well, for a limited time. Yes. <laughs> pretty. So, at some point, we'll probably see like bumper stickers and like T-shirts that say, "You can have my tube when you pry it from my cold dead hands." <laughs> you know, like a screaming eagle or something. <laughs> The NTA, yeah, a big waving National flag. Tube Association. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that sounds and fun. So, uh, also, what we've kind of been cooking up—excuse the pun—we've mm-hmm. um, been working on a web series um, called Soul Soul Kitchen, uh, and it's with S O L E. S O L E. Yes. Yeah, and it's with consequence of sound and flow motion media, and they're they're short webisodes. And basically, the uh, premise is is that we're paired up with the musician, and we each build a pedal for them to play, and then they play it, and they get to choose and keep which one they like. 
And uh, the first episode is actually available, and it's with uh, Miranda Winters from Milk Milk Belly (laughs) (laughs) Um, out of Chicago. Um, And then we filmed a second one, but it's not available, and uh, it's with Alex White from White Mystery. And um, just as a spoiler uh, for the first episode, Miranda chose my pedal. Ha ha. Nice. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, which pedal? Oh, are you, we can't tell which pedal it is, right? No, it's it. Yeah, we can tell. Yeah. Because the, the episode is uh, live as we speak. So you can go to the Consequence of Sound website <laughs> and. Uh, it was a color sound one knob fuzz. Oh, that's that fun. Each of us built from scratch on Vero board. And then we did, um, if you watch the episode, you'll see the cool swirl painting enclosure that Victoria did. Nice. And uh, they kind of demonstrate that technique a little bit. And then uh, Miranda from Milk Belly plays both of them and she we put some different transistors in each one for different flavors and she chose victoria's nice super cool go you (laughs) (laughs) very cool uh moving on let's go to jared well i finally just because of the way i said well yeah i know i finally got a guitar that from a fellow named chase that uh i've been Admiring for a while, and he's burping like no, I'm not. I'm not totally not burping right now. I'm just (laughs) kind of out of thought. Yeah, Um, it helps him think. It's gonna be a long night for you, Jared. We're (laughs) probably (laughs) your ribs are gonna hurt. Chasing vintage guitars. He's out of Delaware, Ohio, and and we interviewed him uh, a little while back. But he makes uh, a fantastic design, fantastic, fantastic guitar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it kind of reminds me of the Iceman's just, just a touch. A little uh, Firebirdy, little Iceman. Yeah, a little, just a little everything. Artist. Yeah. And uh, so I, I saw him at the show over the weekend, and and uh, I don't know. He just gave me a deal I couldn't refuse, an offer I couldn't refuse. So I Well, that is it, one so. that you, you had been looking at that model for it's, a long time. Well, yeah, it's right. got the – it's lightweight, and it's got the, the neck profile that I really like. So I, he well, just, and it him. looks right. amazing. He gave me a really great deal on it and, uh, really happy about it. So, um, I can't wait to put some of my own pickups in it. And we need to put, uh, some pictures up on the Facebook group when you get that dialed in. Sure. Yeah. So that, uh, that was a really big deal because I've been eyeing on, uh, his guitars for a while. And I'm really happy that, uh, and he got so it cool. at the show, which is always fun. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a memento. Gorgeous guitars, I can attest. I saw them in person. Yeah, yeah. The, I'm really excited about it. So now I I own a few from a guy from Catawba uh, named Denny Cop, and and now from a guy in Delaware. That sounds so. totally fake. I know a few from a guy from Catawba. I don't know, like Catawba Island in, I know. near I Port just, Clinton, Ohio. Just, yeah, mate, that, that's yes. So anyway, it sounds like something Kramer, you know. <laughs> Would have said. Yeah. Vandalay Industries. Yeah. Yes, that's there right. it is. Vandalay Industries. Yeah. Bob Sacamano. That's right. <laughs> Bob Sacamano's got a whole bunch of those. 
<laughs> yes, and all donations go to the human fund. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's cool. I'm very excited. Jared was tippy-toeing, prancing around, falsetto, <laughs> screaming that he was got a new guitar, which is a sight. If you can envision that in your mind, that's exactly yeah. what happened. Yes. It was great. It was great to see you that excited about Yeah, I was, I was walking up to those guys. out of the, I said, I got a new guitar. You know, I sang the, the Nan Nana Boo Boo song about it. So. <laughs> yes. It was great. Yes, you did. It was scary. Yes, it was. Uh, Tony, oh. give us the good stuff. The good stuff. Well, you know, the past couple Tell of... Tell me something good. There it is. Wait So the last couple of weeks I've been talking about the Bacon Belmont. Um, so I'm not going to talk about that today. Thank goodness. But I will say that uh, my TV Jones TR Mon pickups just arrived for said Bel Bacon Belmont yeah, project. That's right. But I'm going to talk about something completely. You different. just said that though. I know. All right. I just do this to irritate. No, that actually did just arrive like right before literally, we hit record. Literally. So. As, so that's fair game. I. So that was. I will. I will allow that. That the was happening this that. hour. Well done, yes. Tom. But um, I did want to talk about something. And, you know, um, is this like a Patreon talk? Or <laughs> I know. What's this going to be? I had to get my thoughts together. Okay. Right. So um, I, 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 I had been hankering to make a John Fogarty 1969 Rickenbacker 325 replica. Okay. Uh, briefly, it was the same guitar that he played back in the 60s the, you know, when Creedence Clearwater Revival was there. And uh, Rick 325 is the same model that John Lennon played. Um, John Fogarty's was essentially the same model, except it was sunburst. Mm -hmm. uh, it had an exposed F-hole mm -hmm. on the top. And um, he had made a number of changes, and I read in some interviews that he said, after all those changes, I felt that it shouldn't say Rickenbacker on the headstock anymore. So he took the... Uh, truss rod cover and painted the word Acme on it because he was a big fan of uh, the Roadrunner. Right. Oh, and wow. everything in the Warner Brothers was Acme company. Well, that's why the truss rod cover's not on Yeah, I have to right. finish that. So, so it's essentially it. nothing like John's guitar. It's, I mean, it's similar in shape, size, and scale length. It's a short scale, 22 No, 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 and no. John, John Lennon's. It's, yes. <laughs> that's a mini guitar, man. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I can't, I got... You know, these yes, bear paws. Saus sausage fingers. Right. So I can't really play it anyhow. But I did Mutton want to shops. put one together, and I found um, I, I really hesitated to spend you know two thousand or twenty five hundred dollars and then make something mm -hmm. a mess of it. Mm -hmm. So I found a um, a replica uh, of a Rick three twenty five, and uh, so I'm modding that out. So I feel. A lot yeah, better. that's fair. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's a couple hundred dollars versus ruining a $2,500 guitar. Because he put a... Uh, it's a, a Parson backer. Yeah, it's, yeah, essentially. <laughs> so... Um, that's terrible. I, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it, it, it doesn't meet official Rickenbacker aficionado standards. Sure. But it's a hell of a lot easier Well, you're on my kind of one of them, so if you like I it, am, I suppose I am others will. Stop. But um, so it, uh, the, the big difference is John Fogarty had put a full-size uh, humbucker in the bridge position and had two other, a middle and a neck toaster pickup. Um, and there were some other changes. There's a Bigsby on it and, and a couple of other things. So 
Um, so it's uh, it's probably three-fourths of the way there. It still needs some setup work. And, of course, the truss rod cover needs to be repainted with the word Acme. But um, that was a cool project that I've been trying to put together for the yeah, better part of a year. And it finally just came together. And It's got the glossy fretboard. It has a finished fretboard, just like a Rickenbacker. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right, man. That's my that's my story. Okay. Well, well, you have to it. take loads of pictures and stuff when you get when you get it all <laughs> well, done. Well, interestingly, I put a picture of the body up on yeah. Instagram, and I've gotten more hits off of that. Yeah. Than any other thing I've posted on Instagram. Yeah. Hashtag Pick Guardian One. <laughs> right, Johnny, hit me. Yes. All right. Well, we've been just kind of uh, catching up with some projects in the shop. Um. Typical day for us would be, you know, maybe doing a few pedal mods, doing a few repairs that came through the shop. Um, there was one pedal that I built. Um, so never a dull moment. Lots of lots of stuff to work on. Um, I've got an amp project sitting in the corner that I'd like to dive into eventually. So hopefully I'll get to that soon. Um, who knows? You might be starting to see Alchemy Audio amps in addition to pedals soon that'd be nice. rad yeah if time permits cool something i've had an interest in in a while it's just a matter of carving out the time excellent tube amplification or solid state? yes tubes cool. yes mm. very cool it's solid satyr is no, it too no it's a little fender tweed champ oh, okay little kit that i'll kind of get familiar with and then we'll bust it we'll, out of the box yeah and then we'll go from there yeah, nice. just don't That'd put any guts in it and put that one of those. Yeah, put, yeah, put one of your, your lab pedals in there. <laughs> We're that'd tricking the you all. But see, that's going to be my thing is like I'm just going to put like uh, a Boss DS1 inside of <laughs> enclosure. There you go. Yeah, this thing sounds cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, let's see. Well, me and mine. Yeah, I well, got. I finally got a new case for uh, my right. uh, Les Paul special. Oh, did you find one? I did. Yeah. Double Heath? cutaway uh, from Heath at uh, Rock and Roll Vintage. Awesome. Yeah. Um, it's. I'm just surprised he actually had one because I couldn't find one of these things. Anywhere. That guy has everything. Yeah. Uh, and it had the uh, you know the, the pink plush on the inside. It was a brown leather nice. leatherette case <laughs> so it was cool and he gave me a really good deal on it like yeah. right off the bat he's like it's this you know you guys are here i'm gonna i'm gonna hook you up so awesome i'm a fan of that shop yes yep they're good people yeah so i got to bring that back and did i'm you very try excited it out? Try i it did out? yeah first as soon as i put, put it right in there and it's like a glove so, no. did you have to explain to your wife why you left with two cases and came back with three <laughs> i put it downstairs really fast <laughs> excellent yeah because they will think it's another guitar <laughs> and yeah, i didn't want to have to do all that business um it's okay don't worry he's had to johnny's had to uh stop explaining to me because i'm just like ah you're just gonna buy what you're gonna buy. Another lap seal, sure, whatever. It's a shop <laughs> expense. Yes, Come on. right. It's all right. Yeah, we can write all this off. Yeah, exactly. awesome. Uh, anyways, cool. So that's fun. Everybody did some cool stuff. Johnny, you know what time it is? What time is it? One, two, one, two, three. Four on the floor. Four on the floor. First one to be an EQ pedal 
My preference is a Boss GE7 modified by Alchemy Audio. Uh, but I would say in just about any rig, an EQ, EQ pedal is kind of a Swiss Army knife. Yeah. And it can correct a lot of deficiencies, both with guitar, amp, venue. Um, I would recommend that anyone have one. You can obviously use it to like boost solos. You can use it to carve out any like trouble frequencies in a particular amp or guitar. So if you switch a lot, it's a great thing to have. Um, that'd be my first one. So if someone were to send or bring to you a graphic EQ pedal, Mm -hmm. and you were going to make some modifications to it. I mean, what, what kind of things would you do primarily? Well, with the Boss one in particular, they're notoriously noisy in stock form. So I don't know if you guys have ever noticed, but even when you decrease frequencies, it actually adds hiss and noise into yeah, the signal. Yeah, yeah, And so with a few circuit mods, you can kind of correct that. Obviously, with something like an EQ, we're not trying to, like, change the tone of it or anything like that. So oh, it's okay. just... You're just making no, it a little better overall. Making it a little quieter, and, and yeah. you know, there is a little bit of shimmer added to it, I would say, but mm. nothing that's going to, you know, drastically change it. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. EQ, first one. Uh, next one, I'm a big fan of the exotic EP booster. Um, uh, and many are. I know it's, many, it's kind of sitting in this room or so, at least one sitting in this room, man. I love this thing. Um, it's just, you know, and it's hard to explain even what it does. It just, it's a little seasoning on your tone. So, um, it's salt and pepper. Yeah. And you know, we have a ton of guitars and pedals and amps in the shop. And one of my favorite things to do when I'm just kicking back and just kind of playing for the fun of it is to, run an EP booster in front of, uh, an old vibro champ that I have oh, and nice. just, just play through that without any other effects. And it's just, man, does it, does it color the tone at all? It does. Yeah. It adds a little bit of like high end P people seem to like them with, uh, with strats in particular, but I just find that what it does to the tone is really pleasing and, and, you know, uh, they're, they're supposed to be modeled after the preamp section of an old Echoplex um, because a lot of people would plug into those without using the actual echo effect. And it was just that, that tube preamp that kind of colored the sound and people liked what it did. I'm not convinced that it's an accurate uh, representation of the Echoplex preamp, but that's the idea behind it. And what it does do is, is really kind of pleasing. So, well, and that, that's why when you, if you do a search for those and you put in the EP three, which it's, I believe it's also like called somewhere in its title as well. Mm -hmm. You'll, well, if you do search for EP three, you'll get that pedal oh, okay. as well as the Echoplex. Yes. So it, it's gotta be something in the cert in the SEO that where it is ref, maybe referencing the Echoplex in some way where you get both of those. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and there's another, uh, I think it's Dunlop that makes the Echoplex pedal. Yep. It doesn't sound nearly as good in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, yeah, the, this, the exotic pedal is just, I, I, I mean, have you, you're a guy that likes to modify pedals. I mean, have you ever thought of any modification that you would do to something like that? Yeah, we, we have one for that. It's, um, you're, you're familiar with the dip switches that are inside there. Mm -hmm. So 
I'm this familiar with these dip burning. switches at the table. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> oh. So the, the mod was born out of a, a, a customer approached us and wanted to relocate those to the outside in ah, the form yeah, yeah. of toggle switches so that uh, they did a lot of recording and switching guitars and amps, and they wanted to be able to adjust those without having to take the bottom bass plate off every time. So what, we do that what with What do the dip switches of, do in, a, in that pedal? Uh, they change, they, is it the gain settings that they change? It's, well, there's two different versions, uh, gain or, or volume, I guess you would, you'd call it. And then, uh, the, the treble setting on it. Yes. So you can adjust those. Okay. And, um, the toggle switches on the outside are handy because then you can adjust them on the fly. If you're switching guitars or I picked that one up. I remember it cause I said, yes. Holy moly. How did you get all these toggles in that little tiny box? Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, I think we're the only ones that's doing that mod. I've never seen anyone else offering Will it. Will you it do was me just... a favor and throw a picture of that up on the Facebook group? Yeah. With a link? Because that is really cool. I mean, yeah, and, and it looks wicked, too, because you're like, who has a pedal with, like, 27 dip switches or 27 <laughs> toggles? I do. <laughs> And we uh, we do it to the SP compressor and the SL drive, and I know there's a few other exotic pedals that that have those. So yeah, so yeah, super but, cool. But uh, yeah, so moving on to the next one, I would say uh, my Empress Tremolo. I'm a self-confessed tremolo junkie, and uh, it's by far my favorite effect. I would much rather have tremolo on an amp than reverb. Um, I own a lot of tremolo pedals. And my top three are still the uh, the Empress, which I still have at home and mess around with, uh, the original full tone Super Trem, and the big black box, and then the uh, the modified Boss TR2 that we do. Interesting. Yeah. Now I have you know a trace a Chase Bliss Gravitas. I love that. That's a great rabbit hole to fall down and. I could lose myself for hours adjusting all the little switches and settings, but there's something to be said for just something that it has the settings you need and you can dial in a variety of different tremolo flavors, but it's not overwhelming. And so that's why I kind of like the, the Empress one is it's got all the settings you would want, but it's not overkill and it sounds amazing. Awesome. Yeah. And the last one is kind of a sleeper pedal that I don't hear discussed a lot, but I love it. Uh, Durham Electronic Sex Drive. Ugh. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. It says sex on it. Excellent commentary. <laughs> Silly name aside, this pedal's been a mainstay on my board for a lot of years, and it's, it's kind of a transparent boost overdrive but it also has some compression that creates this like kind of punchy sustain. Mm -hmm. um, I think I first heard about it because uh, Doyle Bramhall uses one. And it's just this great uh, kind of always on boost, mild compressor kind of thing. Um, but I, I love it. You, you, you'd have to try one out to see if it is for you or not. But uh but I really enjoy it. Right. So there you go. Are those uh, hard to come by? 
No, they still make them. Um, the older ones are in a different enclosure than the newer ones. The newer ones are in like a smaller enclosure. Um, Which I don't do know that have? there's any difference in circuit. It, they goop the circuit, so it's really hard to oh. analyze. Engineer. Yeah. What, what, which one do you have, the old one or the new one? I have the old one, and I and I love it. Cool. And it's it's just kind of an over an always on kind of thing, um, especially any kind of Fender amps. Just like run it in front of those, and it just it sounds great. You know, it's a weird thing. We get a lot of people who do their four in the floor, and they say, "I have the old one." And it is rare that you that you find that the new version of a pedal <laughs> is better. It's it's weird that way. Well, I, I think a lot of times, I mean, especially if it, for, you know, made in the USA pedals that have mm-hmm. shifted over to overseas uh, production, yeah. you know, the, the original series definitely is, is, is better, better componentry. Yeah. And, and there's something, maybe some mojo with the, you know, the guy that came up with the pedal, Yeah, this, you know, is the one that actually built the pedal. Mm-hmm. Could be. I think that's the case with a lot of that stuff is it's oftentimes hand wired by the original builder before they maybe went into mass production or assembly. And so whether or not they sound different or better might be debatable, but it's just more the the collectability of it. Yeah. Oh, there's something to be said for, you know, you, you can attach a value to anything. And I think, especially in the guitar world, we tend to attach the value to things that often have no added actual value at all. Right. <laughs> it just it's something for us to get excited about, you know. Yes. Yeah. And that's that's the cool part about all this nonsense. Exactly. All right, man. That's a good board. I like it. Thanks. Um, I, I've got two of your two of your four. Um, I think those were on my. Those well, the no. su- well, he didn't technically say it was a, his was a super trim. He says oh, some of his pedals. Oh, that's are right. Super that's trim. right. You like but the I, I love too. the super trim, and that has a sound all its own. That, yeah. You know that that optical tremolo, man. Yeah. Something about that. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, you know, you talked. You were kind of talking about some of the things that you were doing. You know, your mods and all that stuff. Uh, before we get into our main topic, which is the gear swap. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell us a little about what's going on at your shop uh, these days and, uh, you know, some cool things that you're doing, where you're headed, etc. Yeah, well, I think Victoria touched on a little bit. One of the newest kind of big projects that we've been working on is this, uh, this web series that we're doing with uh, Consequences Sound and uh, Full Motion Media. Um, so that's been kind of fun, um, having camera crews in our, in our tiny humble shop and, and doing these little short web series. Um, but otherwise, you know, we just completed, um, assembling our last batch of the Syriatone Klon pedals. I don't know if you guys have seen those or heard about those. They've been generating a lot of buzz in the gear community, it seems like, and, and we, we did three separate batches of those that we were taking pre-orders for. If you order them direct from Syriatone, there's about a 1,400-plus wait list for Holy them. moly. Yeah. Uh-huh. But uh, it's a pretty faithful, uh, you know, replica. replica of the circuit down to the enclosure, which is the thing that everyone always kind of misses about the original. But he right. found a manufacturer that could, you know, cast... 
uh, a replica of the original clown enclosure. So at a glance, you'd think it was the real deal. Yep. I'm really sad that we didn't get the dick butt. What, what no, you're not sad about that. The dick butt one. Huh? <laughs> that so much. Yeah, so butt. you had your choice of graphics. You could get horsey, no horsey, or dick butt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't know that Jared's ever seen that one. I didn't. I hadn't seen it until Johnny showed me. So now I'm curious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just don't go, go uh, Jared. Why don't you Google? <laughs> Google that. <laughs> no. Wait. Actually, don't. <laughs> now, and you, you're doing the aluminum enclosure, right? The aluminum color enclosure. Yes, okay. I believe in the future he's going to offer a gold option too, okay. but that wasn't an option. But. Uh, yeah, so we, we did that for people that wanted it professionally assembled but didn't want to wait the, you know, however long it would be for him to, you know, get through that waiting list. Right. Um, we're kind of over that. It was fun while it lasted, but uh, we've moved on to other things. So it was, it was a fun little project, um, and we just finished shipping out the, the most recent batch, which I think is going to be our final batch. So Nice. But otherwise, yeah, just keeping up with the constant uh, flow of stuff that comes through the shop, and there's no shortage. We just did some stuff for David Bryson from Counting Crows. That was kind of fun. Cool. Sweet. Just kind of emailed us out of the blue and and said, hey, we're playing in town. Can I drop off some EQ pedals for you to modify? And he invited us out to the show they were playing, and we got to hang out with him a little bit. He came by the next day and spent about an hour in our shop just – hanging out and chatting. And Can I just say his pedals were incredibly clean. Like sometimes you'll open up a pedal and you never know what you're going to get. Like there will be like bug carcasses falling out of it. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, but his pedals were like impeccable. Wow. So it was very nice to work on. So cool. You got to, you got some of those kicking. Are there any new pedals that are uh, kind of maybe come out recently that you're planning a mod for? Uh, Russian. Oh yeah, yeah. The Electroharmonics reissued the green Russian uh-huh. in a smaller enclosure, mm-hmm. and I think uh, the day that it came out, we had already posted a, a modification where we add a, a mids knob to it. That's always the oh, that's cool the critique of big muff type circuits is that scooped mid tone, which sounds great sometimes when you're playing in your bedroom. But the minute you yeah. get in a full band setting, you just get kind of buried in the mix. And so there's a variety of, you know, clones and, and different offerings from companies that already have a mids knob. And so we uh, added one to the the Big Muff Russian reissue. And um, so far it's been a hit. We've sold several of those. That's cool. Now, yeah. are you taking people's uh, – are you – are you supplying those, or does somebody send you their pedal? Like, how does that work for you? Uh, we do both. Either one, yeah. yeah. We're we're an electroharmonics dealer, so with with any of those pedals, we carry new ones in oh, stock, cool. okay, modify and offer them. Same with exotic, so any of the EP boosters, so uh, people can buy one new from us, modified, or send us one to modify. And nice. Also, so, uh, you know, to remind people of what I, I I failed to do at the very beginning is kind of explain your shop a little bit. And if you haven't gotten the gist, everybody who's listening and isn't familiar with Alchemy, 
Um, I apologize for not setting that up, but uh, you guys mod pedals and yeah, and lots of other pedals. things. Yep. If you have something, it's, it's never a dull moment in our shop. So we do a lot of repairs. We do a lot of modifications. We've gotten more into like custom builds for people, but then we also do, uh, we do like instrument cables. We actually give classes out of our shop on pedal building. We do oh, really a cool. little bit of uh, amp modification. Yeah. When time permits. So that's what kind of keeps what we do interesting is that it's not just cranking out the same thing every day. It's like right. it really is changed day in and day out. So if someone has a, a one of their favorite pedals and wish they could do something else, you might be the people they might want to call then, huh? Yeah. Possibly. Or if it's broken, we'll fix it for you. Oh, yeah. Make a broken one better. <laughs> Can you mod this to work? <laughs> Cool. All right. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. Um, you know, aside from running your shop, you've also been very, very busy with this big fat gear swap that we all went to. Uh, yeah. At uh, Fort Knox Studios. Yes. We made the trip. Uh, as soon as you said, hey, we're doing a gear swap, we rallied the knobs and we said, all right, road trip. And it really was a very memorable road trip. I mean, borderline planes, trains, and automobiles style. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, as well, let's just say the first seven-eighths of the trip were excellent. Yes, they were. Yeah. You know, it, it shows you that you're in good company. You definitely have some passion about something. We spent, what, seven, eight hours? And I don't think we stopped talking about guitar stuff the entire time from when we picked up. Yeah. You know. It's a sickness. It's, that was great. It was great to be able to do that and not have, you know, nothing's forced. There wasn't any, you know, no dead air or anything. I mean, maybe we could have used some dead air. Uh, At least some fresh air. Yeah, maybe some fresh air. Oh, yeah. Uh, Don't stop at Chipotle if you're on the way to Chicago. (laughs) Yes, the world's slowest Chipotle. It was slow, man. I, I kept talking about that in line. Yeah, Jared doesn't like slow fast food. Uh, so anyways, we get there and we were at a great B- Airbnb Yeah, and we had, Fantastic. uh, we split up and Mike and I went to go get some pizza and we got completely drenched in the rain. It was pouring. Oh, it, wow. That was a horrible day. It was raining so relentlessly. Yes. I saw a guy building an arc. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. And then we got to go over and meet Johnny and his whole crew. And it was great because, you know, as a previous guest, we've only had, you know, our relationship exists over the microphone. And just, you know, when, when you're able to make that connection with somebody, it, it's, it's really great. Uh, you were very hospitable and we got to hang out and I got to listen to a guy bow a banjo. Yeah. Which was awesome. Like, yeah. I wouldn't have, th- that was sounded beautiful. It was, re- it was a real treat. Some really talented artists were playing at this little tiny club. Uh, it was Sylvie's, right? Yep. Yep. I enjoyed myself thoroughly. And then we tried to get home and, there, and we were completely soaked by the time because we were <laughs> walking like idiots. <laughs> And, but we felt it was close enough. We all met up, and then the whole rest of the night, we sat up and 
played guitar and sang and, and Jared and I are not allowed to explain and, what we did. I'm get oh yeah. <laughs> you know, Go ahead, jump in. Jump in. I know me me. absent from the Yeah, where were you? Yeah, up to this point you guys weren't with us. So please tell me what you guys did. I have a cousin Scotty that lives in town. His wife is a hairdresser and and uh and Scotty he works for he's a company representative and uh, for a shipping company, I believe. Yes. And uh, we met up with him at a restaurant. We watched a little bit of football and uh, ordered some drinks, and we visited. We had a really good time. What kind of football did we watch? We watched the Ohio State Buckeyes. Oh, the Ohio State University. Right. Yeah, they Buckeyes. they uh, beat the crap out of Nebraska. Oh, boy, yeah. So, yeah, we, we caught Nothing up wrong. With- if you like Nebraska, by the way, keep listening. <laughs> That's right. Great, great team. We love the husk corn here in Ohio, too. That's right. But uh, it was just a really good time to catch up with uh, good old cousin Scotty, have some family time there. And you say he's a shipping guy? He represents a shipping he's company. He's an import-export guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah, yeah. Do they have a dog? No, they don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. They're going to actually try to move to Columbus, and uh, yeah. if they do, that would be great. Well, let's but. have them on the show. So, anyways, but we had a good time, and we got we we were in a in a nice safe place when the monsoon was hitting. We were right by the windows, though. So at the end of the night, there was water on the floor from that rain. Yes, and uh, but uh, great night. Yeah, there wasn't a a dull moment. No, no. And I believe I heard that. That was the record rainfall for a single day in Chicago. Wow. To give people we an idea there. of like it it was pouring rain nonstop, nonstop. for about twenty four hours. Yeah. Wow. And not special. just like some light drizzle, like, oh, it's unpleasant out. It was like sheets of rain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> pretty yeah. pretty bad. So we all met up. At the end, yes, yeah, so and we actually night, got back to the we got we Airbnb all walked in at, at exactly the same time. The same time we were walking was, through the door at the same yeah. time, and we all had we all got up there and uh, we just hung out and, and played. Like you know, guitars. we had guitars laying around, and, and it was great. It was like th- that was just a really special time. So um, next day, got we all got up and headed down to the big gear swap. Johnny, why don't yes. you kind of set up what we were walking into? So this was well. Here, why don't you why don't you well, tell about it? It was it was our second gear swap. Uh, we did one. You want to hear something hilarious? Is like a memory. You know how uh, Facebook does those like memory photos. Yeah. Um, there was one that had popped up on my um, feed. On my feed, and it was like, and it was like a photo from the gear swap. But last year we had had it on a Saturday and, uh, the gear swap that we had last year, it was on a Saturday and there were roughly about like 20 vendors. Yeah. A little less. I think like 17 ish. Yeah. It was much smaller. Um, the space that we're in is a big, they call it the hangar. And we had only previously occupied about half of the space. Uh, how big would you say it is? 7,200 like, square feet. Seven, there you go. <laughs> he knows exact numbers. 
I do, because I had to fill that space with vendors. So. <laughs> so how many tables does that actually equal out to be about? We had 90 tables in there. 98. Wow. 90 tables, everybody. Now, and it was that like... Was, that's more than I thought were in there. Yeah, over 50 vendors. And it was wow. like a game of Jenga to try and oh. do the floor layout the day before. Yeah, it took us from probably 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. to try and get the, try and get the layout because... The uh, hanger is kind of angled in. I don't know if you like happen to notice that yeah, the it was a little yeah. trapezoidal. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I would look at it, and I'd be like, "Oh my god, that freaks me out so much." But it worked. <laughs> it looked fine. It, 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 we've made it work. It would have been really awkward if you guys showed up and I didn't have a table for you on the floor. <laughs> that would have been bad. <laughs> the tables were really long too. I I appreciate that because there's not a lot of tables that are because Jared's long. a big guy. And he likes a long table. <laughs> no, honestly, there's there's eight foot tables, six foot tables, ten foot tables. Pineapple shrimp, lemon shrimp, coconut shrimp, pepper shrimp, shrimp soup, shrimp stew, shrimp salad, shrimp and potatoes, shrimp burger, shrimp sandwich. So yeah, so in addition to these vendors buying and selling mostly, you know, gear and and assorted ephemera records and whatnot. We had food trucks. We had live music throughout the day. We had giveaways throughout the day. We gave away tons guitar poles, all kinds of stuff. If you I'm sorry? Had, if, uh, tons of giveaways. I've I mean, never been to a I've show. I've never been to a show that had so many giveaways. Yeah. And basically, if you attended the show and got bought a ticket, you probably would have walked out with a prize. Yeah. Let's hope it was, so. It was excellent. Well, yeah. I gave the shirt off my back, literally. uh, In addition to the vendors that were able to actually participate and and travel and and set up a table, I was really impressed with the amount of companies, mostly larger companies, that we reached out to and said, hey, this is what we're doing. This is the concept behind it. Is there anything that you could donate, you know, to give away to people at the event? And we had you know, people like Electroharmonics, uh, Earthquaker Devices, like all these, you know, larger Exotic companies was a big one. Yeah. that were like, hey, no problem. How much do you want? You know, what do you want? You know, and, and it just the generosity that they all had was was really, you know, impressive and, and appreciated. So, all you know, all you have to do is ask sometimes and people are more than willing to to, you know, respond yeah. appropriately. So it was great. I really like where the show was um, yes. at that studio. It it just gave it, I don't know, to me more of a, a welcoming uh, feeling than going into a big hall. Uh, yes, and just felt- we're, really, we're really fortunate. Like, we've all probably done those, like, suburban hotel banquet hall trade show kind of thing, which is, yeah, it's totally fine. It is what it is. But we are actually in the city limits proper. Um, the building that our shop is in is home to about 125 band rehearsal rooms, yeah. uh, six professional recording studios, sound stages. They do a lot of television and film shoots in there, um, different, you know, entertainment-related businesses. It's a maze, um, man. It's huge. Yeah. They, Fort Knox just purchased and opened a building in Nashville with the same kind of uh, you know, same facilities. And so they've really kind of hit on something, 
Um, we if you're use, in, we could use one in Columbus. I'll tell man, you, no kidding. Well, Branch out here. A lot of cities. I think that you know we've all probably been familiar with like the dingy, roach-infested, mm-hmm. unsecure rehearsal facilities that are kind of typical of most mm-hmm. places. And these are like real high-end, really nice, still very affordable for musicians. You won't they, find pantyhose over a over a <laughs> hanger for a pop screen <laughs> at, at Fort Knox. Not that there's anything wrong. That's going to that. be their exactly. slogan. <laughs> yeah, they've, they've really hit on something where they're creating this community within the music industry of you know, you know, like-minded businesses, and mm-hmm. and and so we're really lucky to have access to this space that we can rent that they use for a variety of different things. They use it for television and film shoots. They use it for other meetings and conventions and stuff. And and so we just kind of take this over uh, for the day and fill it with vendors selling their wares. And, and, you know, this was, this was a, a really big step up from the first one that we had last year. So we couldn't be happier with how it went. Yeah. It was, it was a, a great amount of traffic. Uh, I think what well, was interesting, like I, I'm kind of speaking from like the event organizer, yeah. but I, I'm curious from for you guys from like a vendor standpoint, like what your experience was like. I had a great experience. Um, Good. I, I sold a lot of stuff. You know, I, I just packed up a bunch of some, you know, uh, blems and customer returns and things like that. And for those that may band. not be as familiar, Tony, tell them what you do. I make custom pick guards for guitars. Okay, thank you. And uh, so, and then I had some, you know, I, I went literally dumped my parts drawer, one of my parts drawers into some containers and priced some stuff. That's and what everybody wants to fish around in. That's what, they love that stuff. Yeah. But, I, yeah. but I had a, I mean, I had an excellent experience there. Uh, the you traffic shared a table with a very handsome fellow. <clears throat> oh, he, he had these Halloween colored t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's kind of an inside joke here. Because I, like I don't know. It's not so inside way. anymore. Well, now it's outside. It's yeah. an outside kind of joke. It's a good now. shirt. It's a cool. Is that a guitar? They're for shirt? sale. Why don't you uh, send me an email and I will. Uh, you can buy one from us. How much yep. are they? Uh, give it 20 bucks. Yeah. That's an excellent price. Yeah, but at the show, when I go to shows, they I drop were, them. They were 10 bucks. They were yeah. half price. Yep. So... My it's funny table. though because I have one of your T-shirts and I was going to wear it, but then I was like, "Well, yeah, I'm from Alchemy, and right. I'm sure you guys will be wearing your own T-shirts." Yeah, so you were. I kind of had to nix the idea. Totally, but that's okay. Totally understandable. I wear it all the time. Cool. I had a really good experience as well. Um, I sold some product and uh, I made some good. Uh, and Jared, what is it that you do? I build pickups for a living, guitar pickups. So I, uh, I sold a few new sets and and um, I made some really good contacts with some other dealers there. And I, I saw your pickups the next day at Midwest Buy and Sell. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I saw one of those guys and and uh, he's a really good guy. He always buys a few sets yeah. here and there. And um, <clears throat> I uh, made a contact with a fellow across the uh, the way, and uh, we might be designing um, some mods for some Thunderbird bass pickups. So these little things like that are, are all worth the while of me attending these shows, making new contacts. And, and I actually had a couple of customers get old of me and have some custom things done as well that I didn't have there at the table 
from that show. So that's awesome. I will definitely be there next year. Yeah, we're all we're looking Ooh. forward to it. And and uh, let me just say, you know, I'm not trying to, I I don't pimp out people, but seriously, like the pickups that you have sound amazing. And for the price that you're selling for, it's ridiculous. And your show price is, uh, like, you, you're stupid if you don't get them. Like, I yeah. shouldn't say that. You're not stupid if you don't, but you're stupid if you don't get them. Because, honestly, <laughs> like, you're, you're not going to find pickups, like, He's of that right, quality I, for that price Wound in by your hand. the guy that you're talking to. I'm yeah. just saying. I have them in my guitars. I have and them in my guitars. So if you're at a show and you see Jared, for Pete's sakes, I would grab some of those. Yeah, so I'm just you. saying. I can I'm just saying. Grab one. Yeah. Try it out. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, we had the guitar shred contest, too. Yeah. That was oh, awesome. Yeah. I called the winner. And, 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 yeah, we that. picked the winner. Yeah. He was good. He was fun. Yeah. With celebrity judge Jeff Schroeder from Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yes. Pat, previous guest. So we um, got to hang out and talk with him for a while. That was really cool because. That, that is one of the nicest guys in music he yeah and he has excellent suggestions for restaurants yes yeah foodie yeah you have to tell him that story because that just speaks to the generosity of like someone who yes i'd I'd call him a rock star yeah i'd call him a rock star (laughs) so we we were sitting there talking and and he basically just said you know we said where where do we go to eat because we knew from previous conversations that he's he's a bit of a foodie and he said okay you got to go to uh, Longman and Eagle, and we said, "All right." Based, I mean, I'm not going to question that. Yeah, well, Jeff he says, says we go, we go. It's not super expensive. They don't take reservations. They've got great whiskey selection, and everything he said was true. Yeah. So we showed up. We had an amazing time. The man, then I get back home, and I my phone had died, and I checked my emails, and there's a, a message from Jeff, and he said, "Okay." So this is what you need to do, and he he literally like regurgitated the menu in a in the email just to make sure that we had a good experience. And I was like, "Dang, man, he did not have to do that," and that was solid. Um, and, and, that's, and that's been my experience with him too. Is like just the one of the nicest guys, most humble people, most giving people, and you know, yeah. And and we you know at the show it wasn't hey I'm I'm Jeff the Rockstar. It was like. We sat and talked about guitar stuff for, yeah. you know, a good 15, yeah. 20 minutes, which was cool. That's all you want, right? <laughs> so, anyhow. And Jeff Lee showed up, too. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I think I talked right over that. You want to dump that woman again? Jeff Tweedy was there. So, you know, successful show when those two uh, yeah. are in your presence. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. So... Yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it was great. We had... There was a very diverse crowd... Um, people who are, you know, it just, you know, we've said this so many times, go to the guitar shows, whether they are proper guitar shows, whether they're gear swaps, whether it's a pedal show, you know, we've seen a couple of these springing up. We just, uh, the weekend before was, uh, fear the riff. Uh, there's another one in Philadelphia and I think in like two weeks yeah, that's or, the final, or a couple months, that's November. Yeah. Not a couple months, sure. a couple weeks. I'm sorry. Yeah. The community is is in is in need of these things tell other people tell other people that that play uh to to go to them as well because you know they don't always get the best air coverage i think yours yours did pretty fair as far as like just you know getting the word out 
but a lot of times they don't and it's such a great experience and you get to hang out yeah. with other guitar people and get cool stuff and you get to touch the guitar and yeah. generally my experience with shows has been the prices are more than fair mm -hmm. yeah and it's it's really important as a vendor i'm speaking now yeah. to have foot traffic so you know yeah a lot of vendors go through a lot of you know time and expense and hassle to have yeah. booth space and at the very least, even if you're just interested in seeing, you know, maybe you're not looking to buy anything, but you just want to see some really cool guitars, pedals, amps. And there were some really cool guitars, yeah. pedals, and amps at this yeah, show. Yeah, there sure were. Yeah, when I was younger, I would I would go to the guitar shop and shows with my dad just to pass time. And, it, yeah, it was special. So even if you're not going to go to buy, just, you know, take your brother or your dad or your sister or whoever and just have a good time and gaze. Buy some picks. Yeah. So aside from promoing guitar shows in general, I, I kind of wanted to ask you guys what, you know, having, having just done this and knowing that there are these sort of new things popping up, what are your opinions on the actual state of the guitar community maybe directly relating t towards these shows, maybe not. Um, I, I feel like I feel like because they are out there, but they don't get a lot of attention, that that's saying something about the community, but then these new ones spring up. So I just want to, I want to know what you guys think. Well, speaking as someone who participates in a lot of these, uh -huh. I, I think you guys hit on a lot of, points that, that, you know, the, the guiding principle behind this gear swap was I wanted to make it, you know, yeah, at its core, it's a guitar swap and there's people there buying and selling gear, but I wanted it to be something more than that, where it was kind of a festive event. So you've got your food trucks, you've got live music, you've got all these other things that kind of contribute to it so that even if you're not a musician, you can tag along and there's stuff to entertain you and and make it so you're not completely bored while you're with your musician friend you know waiting there mm -hmm. um we also wanted to make it kind of family friendly so we had a, a woman in the neighborhood who does a lot of uh classes for for kids like music classes and sing-alongs and you know so she was there doing that throughout the day so you know we wanted to make it family friendly i think you know we've probably all seen you do these shows and a lot of times it's real hit and miss. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes the attendance is kind of poor. And so how do you kind of reinvent the wheel and, and do something that's going to draw more people in? And this was kind of the idea that we had was like, let's make it more of like kind of a street festival event where you've got these other things that can kind of uh, complement what, you know, like we said, at its core, it's kind of like a guitar swap. Mm -hmm. But there's other fun stuff to do while you're there. And so, I, and I think that that happened, billing it that way makes a big difference. I think billing it that way really did make a big difference. I mean, I I've been to a lot of shows, and I've never seen so many families, especially a lot of kids. Yeah. Um, at at shows, I mean, most of the time, you know, it's it's old dudes. It's, it's a bunch of old dudes <laughs> hanging out, old kicking tires. And this this was really cool to see that mix. Yeah. No, it's good. I mean, that's that's definitely one of the driving principles of it. So it's it's good that it's it's working. I I think if you're going to continue to have these type of shows, you've got to 
do something different because we've all been to these ones where the the clientele is kind of dwindling and and um you know you need to do something different to draw you know like well and also we had some not nonprofit tables there and and that was important to us too is to have like kind of a charitable element of it and we're going to expand on that in in future gear swaps I think too where yeah. maybe we we have some kind of fundraising component or something but but uh, the charities that we did have, you know, they're they're nonprofits, but they focus on, you know, music in some way. So, you know, it all kind of fits together. And it was and it was very conscious on our part to, like, have include those people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, you know, I'm sure you are already, you know, coming off of that. You're excited. What what do you think you might uh, have you been thinking about next year? <laughs> not None. too much. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. We we've thought. Uh, we, I I actually put out a survey to both vendors and attendees, so I'm getting a lot of good suggestions about. Oh, we got to fill that out, guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Please do. Um, Google Docs, amazing. You can create like anonymous uh, surveys for for stuff, and people can just click the link and and submit their answers and. It gives me, uh, you know, good ideas for, for future, um, because, you know, like I said, it's one thing for me to think of it coming from the standpoint of an event organizer, but it's an entirely different experience for someone that actually attended it or in your case, you know, a vendor. And, and it's important to me that, you know, we try and focus on like what went well and, and what we can improve. And so, okay, here are my, I'm going to share some of my hopes and dreams. Oh, please do. Please, please do. do. For the next one, which is going to be even bigger and even better, and we will totally be there. Yay. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to plan for that, I think. So silent auction. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that would be super fun because one thing is that all the vendors that are there, like I 100% totally understand and agree with the idea of like give the people who are coming out there something to chew on for, you know, mm-hmm. like the, the the free prizes and stuff. Great. But for everybody else that made a trip out there, it would be cool to be able to get something and, and you know, outside of, like, just browsing the table. That is a really good idea. Thank you. How about so a live a auction idea. with a live auctioneer? Oh, that would be, like, hey, that would be kind of fun. the hell? So maybe, like, free tank of gas. Yeah. <laughs> right. Now yeah. we're talking. Yeah. Um, so also, I would love to see, and I every single show I go to, I end up saying this at the end. I'm like, why aren't there more pedal builders attending the shows? That is one of the most accessible pieces of gear, and for time. sure, the most talked about. I would argue probably the most purchased item in the guitar world on a daily basis. Next to pickups yep. and pick guards. Next, yes, next to pickups and pick guards. <laughs> um, and there was, uh, you know, Chicago Stompworks was there, and that guy was getting rid of his pedals for super cheap, yeah. like half price. Yeah. There were for more the show. pedal vendors there than there are at larger shows in Columbus. Yes, that's true. Yeah, Q, uh, Q-Sack and Mojo Hand were both there. Yeah. Yep. Great guys. Yep. And Red House Electronics, obviously, Mike was obviously, there. Obviously, yep. 
Uh, great battles. And then there was one, there was one or two that were, you know, kind of, you know, everybody kind of maybe had a smattering of pedals, but I would like to see more there because I think that's something that people obviously really get excited about. Yeah. Uh, and, when, and, it, and it certainly wasn't for lack of trying. You know, oh yeah. Yeah. This is not a, ref, this is not a reflection on you guys. Right. Right. Just right. to be no, hundred percent clear. What we do, like we have so many connections with pedal builders, so we definitely, um, reached out to a lot of them. Sure, sure. But I, I agree. Like, And I would pedal. recommend for pedal builders attending to have a pedal board so that people can sample or try out yeah. the pedals. Got to have that. Yeah, and actually, he uh, uh, Chicago Stompworks had a really smart thing. He had his hooked up to an MP3 player. Uh, so, you know, I guess you get to do it with the looper too, but that allowed him to just, you can, you could walk up and it was like going to a, like, you know, like a science museum or something. And you're just pushing all the buttons and twisting all the knobs and you can hear what it does to the signal. It was great. Great yeah. idea. Um, you know, Red House Electronics, Mike Trombley was, was actually playing and he's a wicked good player. So he's playing so that you could get the maximized effect out of each of the pedals. Um, so anyways, stuff like that is, is pretty great. Uh, I think anything that you are able to, like the whole drawer, junk drawer thing, bring your junk drawer full of stuff. Well, that's, you know, yep. gear swap implies that. Yeah. Yeah, once Jared, in a while yep. you get a guy that comes in and he says, I, I need one gold knob. That's a Grover left-hand side, yada, yada. And, and there's guys that look for little, you know, odds and ends like that. Those left-handed knobs are. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> really find. rare. Yeah, no, the three and three, you know, on a Gibson headstock. Tuner. Yeah, tuner knobs or whatever. I meant tuner knob. <laughs> <laughs> I am a knob. Okay. Yes. Jared, what would you like to see at these shows? More of? Yeah. Or, you know, just like, hey, we're giving him, we're giving him cool ideas right now. Well, I'd like to see more vintage guitars because that's my personal love when it comes to gear. Yeah, is vintage guitars, like Jim uh, Jim's guitars out of Pennsylvania. He always he wasn't at this show, but at other shows he he always brings a big you know bus load of old vintage cool guitars. And listen, they're really expensive, so it, it's more of a, a museum a kind of thing. Yeah, like, it's, wow, it's more of a I've look never... and admire type of thing. I don't. But for a young musician who maybe has never seen, he's a, not going to have you a, know a no caster, an original no caster. That's your opportunity to yeah. do that, which is kind of cool. That's that's why you go to the show. You want to run into something really cool that you don't see every day, yeah. especially you don't see at any old mom and pop shop in town. Yeah. So. Yeah. Tony. I mean, I, I overall I was very happy. Um, and I think even, I mean, we deal with it at our Columbus shows that, you know, there's people that aren't looking to spend sure. five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars or more. Most people aren't. No. Uh, and, and, I, and I always cater, like, if I'm bringing guitars to a show, it's usually the under 500 crowd. Yeah. And, but, and those are, you know, pretty affordable for a lot of people. Um, some dude had a, uh, a Gibson Explorer, a 96, that was so cherry. Oh, yeah. The antique on it was amazing, and it's still for sale. <laughs> was that next to the Halloween-colored T-shirts? <laughs> I'm just saying, hit me up. But, you know, I, I, I felt the foot traffic was very manageable. Yeah. And I mean, we, I've been to some shows where people literally can't move, where yep. they have to move so fast yep. they don't stop at your table. 
uh, we were able to, you know, actually talk to people. Like I said earlier, I mean, people that, uh, you know, said, hey, we listen to you guys. And that, that was really cool. That was a Face-to-face feedback. Yeah. yeah. We really, really enjoyed was. that. Uh, I just want to say thank you guys so much for putting that show on. I can only imagine how much work that was to do on your own um, and to organize it and have it run so well. Even Heath from Rock and Roll Vintage commented on how well it was run, uh, and he was and very he complimentary. A lot of shows. Yeah, I see him like every show I go to. Yeah, every show. So oh, that's great. I, I appreciate it. Well, you know, couldn't have done it without your participation. So that's great. So everybody, mark your calendar uh, loosely. <laughs> for sometime, for sometime next year. Yes. And, sometime uh, in October next year. Yes. Yeah. Pre pre Halloween October. Yeah. And in okay. the meantime, check out the local guitar shows around you. And if you don't have one, then put one on. Start one. Start yeah, one. Go, I mean, yeah. Vintage Guitar Magazine has always has a really good list of big and small shows all over the place. Yeah. And that's a good place to start if you don't subscribe. You can go to the website and they list all of those. Yeah, things. and the uh, I'm, if you just do the search for guitar shows, it's like there's one page. It's literally one page that all of yep. them are listed on. Uh, so what what was your uh, favorite part of the show? Whether it was like something you saw, hmm. uh, a feature, some food you ate. Well, uh, the food was great. Someone you met, anything. I I really happened to like the uh, the the, uh, the shred contest. Nice. And I did see a few guitars that caught my eye as well. I saw uh, an F-hole Les Paul, three pickup. It was a custom, very light. I thought that was clever. But, uh, yeah, those those two things kind of stick out. Cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I just enjoy I I walked the floor, I don't know, maybe two or three times. And, and there were some really interesting things there. And I felt the pricing was overall pretty good. I mean, there's always a bit of haggling that goes on, but uh, uh, I, I, it was a really good mix. I mean, you had uh, mm-hmm. LPs, you had parts, you had... Um, the girl behind us had cassette tapes for sale. Yeah. And a t- <laughs> that one I a, don't quite understand. A ton but. of uh, uh, multi-effects. Yeah. Like a whole bunch of multi-effects. Which she was, had a really cool tape. pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, I thought the food was really good. Um, there was a, a taco truck or... Uh, soul food very, truck. Yeah. Neighbor. Soul food yeah, truck. he lives right across the street from us. Yeah, the, uh, the it, he never tough. parked his taco truck out in front of the house, so it's very disappointing. <laughs> I actually bought some uh, Alchemy coffee. Yes, you oh. did. Yes, I did. This oh, and I, awful. I have to say the the uh, I forget the beer vendor's name, but uh, the free beer he had. I mean, he was giving samples of beer. That Shout was, out to Maplewood yeah, Brewing. Maplewood Brewing. Yeah. Tall boys. Stuff. They Thank weren't samples. They, they were, were tall boys. boys. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's why they ran out in two hours. That's yeah. right. <laughs> but it, 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 was, it was good brew and uh, made the show go a, lo- Thank a him lot for slower. Us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my, my favorite parts were being able to meet people that listen to the show. I honestly, like, that yeah. was just yeah. so great. Uh, and then meeting you guys in person that will I, I that meant a lot to me and, and so those are definitely my two favorite parts of the show but my absolute favorite part of the entire trip was chilling back at the airbnb and just strumming and singing strumming and a picking and singing the songs it was <laughs> great yeah. yeah um now 
on the way home. Oh, oh, oh we forgot about boy. the last one eighth of the. So trip. we st- we stopped in at Rock and Roll Vintage, and we kind of mentioned all that, and business was done, and it was great, and we got to, you know, stand amongst some awesome gear. That is a great shop. Yes. And approachable. It, very approachable. Awesome gear. Gear that you're not going to find all over the place. Like, pretty I, cool I was so stuff. impressed. Uh, and we headed over to uh, Chicago Music Exchange. Tried not to break a few tellies. <laughs> very um, clean store. Yeah. And uh, then we were, then we uh, stopped over uh, at a couple other places. And it was great. However... Breaking down in Richmond, Virginia. No, no we're not Virginia. I mean, Rich- I say, it felt like it. Richmond, Man, Indiana. We yeah. by about Richmond, miles. Indiana. We At spent a burger joint. We spent three hours in a closed Burger Time. They uh, closed as soon as we got lot. there. It was that's living. That's living. It was well. It was some. It was Tales <laughs> of the Road Part Five. It was rough <laughs> and uh, fun side of life. It was it was weird. The, the the car just absolutely started freaking out, and we pulled over, and it just it just up and died. Oh no! Yeah, so we weren't expecting that, but we got a little extra these time. These two guys were they were still in the car. Mike went home with his girlfriend. Smart guy. <laughs> he was <laughs> out of there. Uh, but you know, not like they had any choices. But they were they were very kind and they were very patient because it was a stressful situation. And then we had to take a flatbed tow truck all the way back. <laughs> that was interesting, too. No. Oh, that was very From Richmond, Indiana to Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. In the back of a tow truck. Not oh, bad. that is awful. I'm sorry. Well, crazy. you know. It what was, are you going to do? That was okay. Every trip has to have a little, little you, pinch You of will, bad. like, always talk about it for the exactly. rest of your life. Yeah. yeah. I tell you what, even though we did break down, I would... if. If you told me what was going to happen the whole time, I would just go do it again. I don't care. It was such a great time. Yeah. Great weekend. Yeah. Worth, yeah. worth everything. See? Worth, look what look what fun you can have if you go out there with your guitar buddies and do things. It's oh, great. my gosh. All right, everybody. Let's, uh, let's get this to the next step and then outro out of this thing. It's time it's, for Would You Rather. <laughs> okay, on this week's Would You Rather, Johnny's got to make a pedal out of a wah pedal, crybaby. And it can either be a, a tremolo or a vibe. Which one Okay, are you going to choose? All right, ladies first. Uh, I like the tremolo. I'm going to go with the tremolo. Okay. Any particular reason why? Um, it just has like this really warm feeling to me. Okay. No, that's the vibe. This kind of Talking show. Talking about guitars. <laughs> G-strings, vibes, what have you. We got them all. You know. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I can't take him anywhere. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, all right, so you got uh, you're going trim. All right, Tony. I'm going with trim. I'm going vibrato. Okay. I mean now, now I believe on my four on the floor I did talk about the uh, the Dunlop uh, Rotovibe. Yes. Which is kind of in the same thing, but if Johnny's building it, I'm buying it. Okay. All right. Vibrato. Uh-huh. Like 
Yeah, those Rota vibes are nice, but whew, a little bit of a nah. little bit of clams for those things. Nah, clams, yeah, clams, <laughs> Yeah, Jared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. vibrato. Because I, I like the idea of controlling the intensity with my foot. Mm-hmm. Kind of like your mouth. <laughs> hey, controlling the vibrato with the foot with the Why mouth. Why is everybody always picking on me? Uh, <laughs> That's a good um, one. Okay, Johnny. Uh, I got to go with Trem, but... Of course he's going to go with Interestingly, Trem. like, what would you have the foot pedal control? You could do, like, speed. You could do depth. Mm. Yeah, you, could go, you could go crazy with well, some of the options. Okay, how about a center detente? That if you push down, increases the speed. Yep. Or if you back it off, it increases intensity. I'm liking what you're what you're saying. Yeah. Mm, interesting. But yeah. No, I, I I think it would be it would be interesting. Maybe this is a, a genesis of an idea that uh, we can available mess- next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The crybaby variable tremolo. Nice. Yeah. But I, I would love to put a, a tremolo circuit in like a crybaby pedal where you could adjust. One of the maybe one or with a switch, a couple of the parameters. We'll have to see. Yeah, but definitely tremolo. I mean, without question, tremolo is my favorite effect. So yes, well, that's where this you know this was uh, spawned from your earlier comment. So yes, yes. I myself am going. I'm going to go with vibe. Uh-huh. I like a little bit more control on my tremolo. Man, this is fun. I like doing these. We should do more. Yes. <laughs> All right, everybody. We need to wrap this show up. Um, Boo. I know. I know. But I do want to thank our executive producers for their support of this broadcast. Who would that be? Uh, that's uh, Well, it's a broadcast podcast. Oh. Uh, that is Tom Berezin. Thank you. Martin Cliff. Hi. David Wolfson. Yep. <laughs> Matt Brammer. Yeah. Carlos Mancha. Thanks for the order. P- Peter Marshall. Yep. Derek Fitzer. And Robin Smith. Yeah. Excellent Thank day. you guys all so much. We truly appreciate it. If you would like to become an ad- executive producer, why don't you head on over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs to find out how. Parking or is get free. other stuff. And parking is free. I don't know what that means. Anyways, all right, everybody. Subscribe! Yeah. This week's Would You Rather, Johnny has to build a pedal with a... <laughs> for that what it's the hand, the hand is movement. going, but it is. The words cry, what's it coming out? Cry baby. With a crybaby thing. A crybaby pedal. All right, I got it, I got it. Okay. Clap again. I'm keeping that. Are you kidding me? All right. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at Guitar knobs. Catch you next time.